Letters from a Glass House is a not-for-profit ministry of the Unitarian Universalist Congregation of Venice, Florida. Support us today at UUCOV.org. About 10 or 11 years ago, I was quite ill and in the midst of multiple surgeries. And at one point, I was laying in a hospital bed, and I had a bag of packed cells hanging, running into one arm, and I had fluids running into the other arm, and they had literally cut my throat from ear to ear, so I was all bandaged up. I didn't have any vocal cords at that moment because they had paralyzed them. And in all, all accounts, I was an utter mess. And at the time, my, my late husband was sitting there with me, and he looked at me and said, How you doing? <laughs> and I, it became a joke in our family. I said, My tummy hurts, and I want to go home. And we laughed about it for a while. But we've all heard that phrase at some point, I want to go home. Maybe you've heard it on the playground when you had your kids there. Kids have been playing all day. They've gotten a little too tired and the tears have started and the snot has started and it's, I want to go home. Maybe you've said it, nudged your partner, your husband, your wife, your significant other, I want to go home. You weren't really talking about the brick-and-mortar place where you stayed in that moment. What you were saying was, and what those kids were saying was, I've had enough right now. I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere safe. I want to be somewhere where I feel welcome. I want to put on my pajamas and I want to pick up my favorite blanket. I want to be where I'm welcomed and wanted. There are all kinds of versions of the phrase, I want to go home. Because some people don't feel safe where they actually live. Everyone wants a place where they can go, where there's welcome and safety and where it is assured, a place where they belong, even on the bad day, even on the day where they bring absolutely nothing to the table and they probably broke the table or spilled something on it. So this takes us to this idea of radical welcome. Most of us do simple welcome pretty doggone well. We invite people to our house. We tell them to sit down and relax. We get them a drink. We mean it. We really want them to sit and relax. We want them to be comfortable. But there are limits. Like I said to the kids this morning, they can 
take their shoes off, they can get their own drinks out of the fridge, but your friends don't come in and paint your walls purple. They don't rearrange your furniture and then tell you, no, I like this better, so we're going to try it for a few weeks. (laughs) We really are asking them, please come enjoy my things, even use up my things that I've bought, but it only goes up to some culturally understood point. And we all know cultures are different, so we're talking about American mainstream culture right now. If you lend an acquaintance your lawnmower, they bring it back, it's full of gas, and they cleaned it because they may want to borrow it again, and they're just an acquaintance. A friend borrows the lawnmower, and he also cleans it, but he doesn't bother about the gas because he's taking your kids for ice cream tomorrow, and, you know, it's always going one way or another. You forget who owes who what. Your best friend borrows the lawnmower, the weed whacker, doesn't ask, (laughs) but they show up and cut your grass afterwards because, you know. But none of them, none of them sell your lawnmower. (laughs) It's yours. It isn't theirs, and they know it, no matter how close you are. Churches are great at rolling out the welcome wagon. We're great at welcome. We offer cookies. We send cards. We sign you up for stuff. That's simple hospitality and welcome. It's lovely. You have to have that. When a church doesn't do anything more, though, What we're saying is, we're glad you like our stuff. (laughs) We're glad you're like us, and if you stay long enough, we'll accept you, and you'll become one of us. Some of you may remember seeing a, a little movie called The Stepford Wives. Anybody remember that? If everybody knew who comes in has to be just like us at a church, congratulations, we've become the Stepford congregation. (laughs) We're called to do more than offer guests a chance at a seat and some cookies. Our second reading today was from Radical Hospitality, Benedict's Way of Love, and Lonnie Pratt, who wrote that, or part of it, says, the phrase radical hospitality refers to the activities and desires that inspire individuals and communities to welcome those unlike themselves. To become hospitable means finding ways to welcome the marginalized, forgotten, and misunderstood. You may have noticed over the past, say, six years, that in addition to our fears as a society, we've become a culture with more disdain and indifference than before. Human kindness often seems like it's under siege. In the midst of this, some of us are looking for ways to become more hospitable. You start the process with ruthless self-examination an examination of conscience 
that scorches away the excuses we grant ourselves. Radical welcome begins with the idea of interconnected existence. It says, I'm not welcoming you to my place. I'm welcoming you home. Because I'm here, because we are here, you already have a place here. This isn't a call to be nice to people. It says there's a justice at the deepest level. Because there is a place, you have a place. You don't have to apply. You don't have to be good enough or smart enough or rich or popular. You're enough. No qualifiers. This is church at its absolute fiercest and rawest. 24 years ago or so, this church was founded. We've just passed our church birthday, and we recognize that fierce, bold, radical welcome is what we were founded for. It's what drew some of you here. You were looking for your place, looking for your people. The poet Rumi says, This being human is a guest house. Every morning is a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows that violently sweep your house, empty of its furniture, still treat each guest honorably. She or he may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice, meet them at the door laughing, invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide. As a human being, this is our central task to accept each emotion, each experience of our life as valid and important. The good, the bad, the painful, they all shape you. They make you. They teach you. Because a life without depth and balance becomes meaningless. On a greater scale, this poem becomes a metaphor for why we need to welcome each stranger without reservation. Each one brings us a new peace. Each one guides and shapes us, brings depth. Each one is already a part of us, only a part we haven't explored yet. Radical welcome begins with this kind of radical inclusion. There's no prerequisite. You're a newcomer, not a visitor. From the moment you were born, your path started turning here, and now you're home. You may leave today and never come back, but it remains your possession to use or sell or give away to love or hate. You know, you get birthday balloons, even if you just stopped by for the day. You don't have to earn inclusion. Step two is giving and receiving. They form the layer of radical welcome, perfect, balanced twins. Both giving and receiving are valuable and equally important. You give from your heart and ask for what you need. Both are unconditional. Now, believe it or not, that's hard for people. It's hard to ask. The mega churches and the televangelists, they get on TV and they preach prosperity gospel. People like Robert Tilton, Joel Olstein. 
They tell you every week, if you want to belong, send as much money as you can. They call this seed money. The more money you give, the more God will prosper in your life. Prosperity gospel. Prosperity gospel is a lie. And those people are liars. It's a scheme designed to get money from people who just want to go home. They just want to be loved and welcomed and forgiven and accepted. We are not selling religion here. Givers are a blessing. Their gifts are so welcome. Receivers are an equal blessing. They allow us the joy of giving. Radical welcome is about experiencing all of this together as a participatory event rather than a commercial transaction. We're called as a church to cultivate personal autonomy, to recognize in each person the right to determine if this is the place for them. But the default setting is inclusion. No one has to earn their way in. There's no baptism. There's no confirmation. You don't have to be saved. You weren't broken in the first place. We are the church together. And I say it over and over. Anne Lamott is one of my favorite writers. And she goes crazy with some of this stuff. She said, when people say this stupid stuff to someone I love and really going through it, I hear rage. If someone says, let go and let God with certainty and cheer, I know that they secretly want to get their gun and stroll through the neighborhood. (laughs) What a horrible thing to say when someone is half mad with grief and fear. What a horrible thing. I say to the recipient, this is complete BS, and you'll promise me you must avoid that person, like the plague, for the foreseeable future. They're a danger to your spirit. The truth is, all the very best people feel broken, stunned, overwhelmed, and defective some of the time. When people don't, when they're pleased with their personal upbeat selves and their all-encompassing worldview, like, say, the nice Duger family, (laughs) we want to run screaming for our cute little lives, and we absolutely don't want to sit with them at dinner. What do I want to hear at a gathering like church or a random group of Alkies, she writes. I want to hear, me too. I have that too. I know what that feels like. Gandhi and Jesus knew what it felt like, the loneliness, the sadness, the brutality. Jesus even said, it's hard here. Have you eaten? Look, get together, go to the beach, have some fish. Share what you have. We'll talk later. That is radical hospitality. Come to the beach with us on Wednesday night. Bring some food and a drink and we'll talk. That is radical hospitality. She said, I want to hear that I'm loved and chosen and welcomed no matter what a mess I've made of things or how defective I feel sometimes. I want to hear it'll get better, but maybe not tomorrow, right after lunch. And that's what I need to hear today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. That's the core of radical inclusion. 
We all laugh, we all cry, we all want to just go home sometimes. We're all broken, we're all mended. We all want to get a birthday balloon just like all the other kids at the party. We don't want to be left out. You're not alone. You're not the only one. You found your people and they're us. Enter, rejoice, and come in because we are glad that you are home. Amen.